Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience in leadership is not simply a good idea, it's required. I'm J.R. Briggs, and previously I mentioned that we would be sharing stories of resilience. Earlier, we looked at the life of NBA player and coach Steve Kerr. I want to share briefly with you about the 23-year-old Pakistani young woman named Malala Yousafzai. Maybe you've heard of Malala before. At a very young age, Malala developed a thirst for knowledge. And in 2007, when she was just 10 years old, the Taliban began to control the region where she lived. Girls were banned from attending school. The Taliban made education for girls a cornerstone of their terror campaign. And by the end of 2008, the Taliban had destroyed some 400 schools throughout Pakistan. Determined to go to school. And with a firm belief in her right to education, Malala stood up to the Taliban. Alongside of her father, Malala quickly became a critic of their tactics. On Pakistani TV, she said, how dare the Taliban take away my basic right to education? Pakistan's war with the Taliban was fast approaching. And in May of 2009, Malala became an internationally displaced person, also known as an IDP. After having been forced to leave her home and seek safety hundreds of miles away in Birmingham, England. On her return to Pakistan, she became a prominent voice in the media over her right for education. But on the morning of October, October 9th, 2012, 15-year-old Malala Yousafzai was shot by the Taliban. Seated on a bus headed home from school, Malala was talking with her friends about schoolwork. Two members of the Taliban stopped the bus, and a young member of the Taliban fired three shots directly at her. One of the bullets entered and exited her head and lodged into her shoulder. Seriously wounded, she was airlifted to a Pakistani military hospital and was put in a medically induced coma. She was paralyzed on the left side of her face, and she, under, she underwent multiple surgeries. After weeks of treatment and therapy, Malala was able to begin attending school again in Birmingham. After the shooting, her incredible recovery and return to school resulted in a global outpouring of support for her. On July 12, 2013, which happened to be her 16th birthday, Malala visited New York and spoke at the United Nations. Later that year, she published her first book, an autobiography entitled, I am Malala, the girl who stood up for education and was shot by the Taliban. In 2014, she started the Malala Fund, co-founded with her father. Later that same year, Malala was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. At age 17, she became the youngest person to receive this prize. Today, the Malala Fund has become an organization that, through education, empowers girls to achieve their potential and become confident and strong leaders in their own countries. The Malala Fund raises funds for education projects in six countries and works with international leaders. Currently residing in Birmingham, England, Malala is an active proponent of education as a fundamental social and economic right. Now that is resilience. My goodness. The example of courage and resilience in the face of such adversity by a young woman from Pakistan. Thank you, Malala. Now switching gears... I want to share briefly with you a tool that has been very helpful for me and for many other leaders that I invest in, something called the personal compass. It was developed by Wilkie Au and Noreen Cannon Au in their book, The Discerning Heart, which helps leaders navigate the changing seasons of life. 
Now, I've adapted their work slightly to create a visual tool to help the leaders that I work, something that I call the inner compass tool. I can't share this tool with you on a podcast visually, but I can describe it to you clearly. And I want you to imagine a compass rose, north, south, east, west symbol that you see on the corner of old maps. If you have a piece of paper handy, I want to encourage you to draw a compass rose on your paper. And I want you to imagine each direction as you think about your life. North as your guiding life, guiding light. South as your southern light. East as your rising sun. And west as your setting sun. Each direction has a few questions that I want to submit to you for your reflection and your discernment. Now, if we're to be resilient leaders, we need to be able to recognize the changes, the opportunities, the setbacks, and what is most important to us, our guiding principles, if we're going to lead resiliently and healthily. Now, let's look at each of those four directions, and I want to offer those questions to you in each side. So the north, your guiding light. This is what orients us as individuals and as leaders to look upward in the realm of faith. So I ask you this question, where does my trust need to deepen? Again, I mentioned that my Christian faith guides me in what I do. So for this, this question for me is, where does my faith in Christ need to deepen? It also includes who loves me deeply and who guides me. To the South, the Southern light, this orients us to look down inside of ourselves to ask what's really going on in our inner world. The questions such as, what do I long to do or what do I long to become? Where do I experience joy and delight or where do I long to experience joy and delight in the future? In the East, think about a rising sun. Just as we think about a sunrise with new possibilities for the day ahead, we can ask these questions about this season of our lives. And these questions include, what or who do I need to welcome? Where do I need to take hold of? What new possibilities or opportunities are in front of me that I need to notice, acknowledge, or embrace? And to the West, the setting sun. Where is the sun setting on some opportunities or relationships? What or who do I need to release or let go of? Where do I need to grieve? Where do I need to move on? And where do I need to experience healing? All leaders need to wrestle with all four of these directions regularly and purposefully. What guides your faith beyond yourself? What is going on internally in your own life, your mind, your heart, your soul? What are the new possibilities or opportunities in front of you? And what opportunities or relationships are closing or have closed? In episode one, we talked about the value of the pivot in basketball. We keep one foot planted on the floor while there's great movement and freedom with the other foot. In many ways, the inner compass helps us to do the same thing. We are rooted in our northern and southern lights with our foot firmly on the floor while noticing the new opportunities and acknowledging the things that are closing in the east and the west allow our pivot foot to move around in different locations. Now remember, to be resilient, we must be healthy. And in order to be healthy, we must engage in regular times of purposeful and honest reflection about who we are, where we're at, and where we sense that we're going. By the way, this exercise is not a one-time tool. This is something that my clients utilize regularly, sometimes once a year, other times once a quarter, or even once a month. 
I utilize this every six weeks or so. It's an amazing opportunity to sit down to reflect, to be reminded of what's important to me, to notice the things around me, to seize new possibilities and to mourn and to bring to a close the things that have come to an end. Additionally, there's a resource that I'm putting in, in the show notes, an article in The Atlantic titled Questions That Will Get Me Through the Pandemic. It's a wonderful resource to help you reflect even further based on questions from Marshall Goldsmith, one of the leading coaches in the country. I found it helpful, and I think you'll find it helpful as well. This tool, along with several dozen other tools and diagrams, are made available to all of the leaders that I coach. If I can help resource and retool you with tools and resources like the Inner Compass, let's talk. I love building into leaders. It's not what I do. It's who I am. Leaders, if you truly want to be resilient, I believe that you are because you're listening to this podcast. Then we must be the kinds of leaders who take time to reflect carefully and regularly on our lives, our leadership, and the opportunities and people around us. It's what great leaders do. Well, thank you for joining me. I want to mention every other Tuesday, I send out an email uh, to leaders called Five Things in Five Minutes. Five valuable things, leadership thoughts, quotes, links, resources, questions that you can read in five minutes or less. You can sign up at kairospartnerships.org slash newsletter, or you can also find the link that I've put in the show notes. This podcast is produced by the extremely competent Joel Limbowen at On A Limb Productions. Visit onalimproductions.com for all of your video and podcast needs. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning.